0: Hi, everyone. I'm Clyde Bryant, and welcome to episode 10 of the Uptown Experts podcast. I'm here with Dominion Lending Center's president, Eddie Cocholo. Eddie, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Clyde. I'm so happy to be here. We've been thinking about, you know, what do people want to hear? What do people want to hear us talk about on the podcast? You know, what's relevant to the times? And, you know one of the things that i think a lot of mortgage agents and brokers um those that are in banking are you know we're all kind of having these these thoughts on you know what's going on with the mortgage industry and you know is it that these times are good these times are bad you know some agents getting out of the mortgage industry yeah. right? but then on the flip side you have a lot of you know banking professionals that are looking and saying you know I can't service my existing clientele yeah. uh, with some of the banking uh, uh, products and services and they're looking to exit the, yeah. the banking s- uh, channel and, you know, looking to get into the brokerage side of the business. And so what we're trying to talk about here today is the various sides of the brokerage uh, or I'm going to say the mortgage business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked to uh, Paul uh, Acuto on episode nine. Yeah. He told us a little bit about uh, how they do things at Clear Trust and his, how his position works. Yep. Um, shout out to Paul. Mm-hmm. And uh, so today we're, you know, putting you on the hot seat because yeah. we want to know what uh, El Presidente does for a living and how does that really work? So before we dive into that, mm-hmm. why don't we uh, tell everybody who is Eddie?
1: Yeah. Uh, who's Eddie? Uh, very simply, I'm, um, you know, a family man. Uh, so I love, uh, I love my, my wife, my boys, I have three boys, uh, all adults. Um, you know, I love spending time with them. And, uh, and I get to work with incredible people as the president of DLC. It's been an honor to, uh, to serve. And uh, what's really important to me is that as I meet or help my, my brokers, my agents, my owners, uh, that they feel like um, I'm moving the needle. Um, I'm helping them you know, either take their business to another level, maybe answering questions that you know, they're stuck on that will help them with their business. Uh, you know, obviously I have a tremendous staff that, uh, that do so well uh, for our brokers. Um, so honored to uh, be in the same circle as my staff and uh you know eddie's just uh, a guy that goes through every single day uh, feels like it's uh it's wonderful right Mm. and if i can wake up skip to work uh you know get on either the phone or email or in person
0: uh
1: and help people then uh, that's a great day and usually nine times of ten that's Mm. that's exactly my day wow
0: inspirational words already eddie and we're just getting started
1: yeah, I mean, if you don't love what you do, Clyde, then, you know, you got to rethink it. You know, I'm surrounded by incredible entrepreneurs. And yeah, you know, they love what they do. And we have, you know, incredibly successful owners and brokers and agents just like yourself. Uh, and you look around this, this place and, man, why wouldn't you want to come here? Anyway? <laughs> right? Why, why, why would I know your, your people? And, uh, you know, why would not they want to surround themselves with someone like you? And I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. I surrounding myself with people that are like-minded, that, you know, want to, you know, achieve, you know, greater and better things. Uh, and that's a great environment to be in. We are very fortunate
2: are. to be
1: in the industry that we are, uh, to be surrounded by the people that we are, uh, including our lenders and our partners. It's a, it's a fantastic career, um, and I'm just lucky to be part of it. Interesting.
0: So let me just transition directly into that, uh, the question about, you know, why did you decide to become a mortgage broker or join the yeah. brokerage side of the business? Maybe talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I, I think I started my career in banking. Um, so obviously with, you know, being part of banking, mm-hmm. lending is something where you feel like you're going over and above to help that individual or that family. Mm-hmm. So I kind of gravitate to the lending side, be it, you know, just loans or car loans, and then of course mortgages. So at Canada Trust, uh, you know that was my sort of love, and so I moved from there to be more of a specialized Mm role role in Canada Trust, where I did door knocking, for example, in neighborhoods, or you know I was, you know the one that would look for opportunities either you know through databases or you know as I hear clients uh, and what they want so. I really love just helping people, especially around finance. Uh, became a mortgage specialist in the late nineties with CIBC. Uh, so that was my first sort of taste of the entrepreneurial side coming okay. from the corporate side. So you work on commission, yeah. like, you know, most bankers do. And, uh, and I really loved it because now the work I put in the reward, I get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I work harder, Make more money, more money. Okay. right? So uh, it became a, a sort of passion. Um, and then, of course, a natural evolution of that is, is being a broker. And I, and I was a broker uh, for a small outfit called Assured Mortgages. Mm-hmm. I had an in-house at Sutton Group, um, and uh, it was wonderful. I, I sort of worked you know, six days a week, um, prospected sort of Monday to fr- uh, Wednesday, have my clients come in on Thursday, did my visits Fridays, and, you know, did my closing Saturday. So it was, you know, it became a real um, career for me, mm-hmm. but on an entrepreneurial end. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, well, how the heck did you leave that? Th- to yeah, the exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you <move. laughs> yeah, great question. Um, it was an opportunity to help GE um, launch in Canada. So it was wow. called G Money at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember. That. Uh, they wanted to work. Yeah, they wanted to work with mortgage brokers. Uh, Rick Lenny, who uh, I knew through the industry, just asked me sort of to take a sabbatical and help help them launch, uh, which I did, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. It was uh, it was a wonderful wonderful place to work. Again, helping mortgage brokers with mm. products. Uh, I was one of the architects of, of one of the products called the One Plus and uh you know Gee just treated me so well I got to travel I went to Florence I went to London England Burbank California you know representing Canada and uh sort of fell in love with the corporate world yeah okay Um, and then the 2008 financial crisis happened and (laughs) uh, c'est la vie right uh but I, I did follow Rick Lunny to CIBC where I was to work on a non-prime, what you call the first-line access. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: first but because
1: line. CIBC got sort of caught up in the asset-backed paper fiasco, it was more of a reputational risk they thought it'd be safer to pull back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was lucky for me, because the opportunity of becoming the president of Mortgage Center Canada came up hmm. within CIBC. And I knew a lot of the Mortgage Center brokers, um, and it was just such an honor to... You know, to lead such an an incredible group. Uh, so just fast forward, I did that till um, well, I I was I was there at two thousand thirteen when Gary and Chris uh, purchased Mortgage Center, acquired Mortgage Center Canada from CIBC. Continued on being the president until two thousand nineteen, and then Gary and Chris asked me if I would lead uh, DLC. And what an honor that is! I mean, that's their baby. For them to put that trust in me, I thought was wonderful and. Uh, so
0: I've been president of
1: DLC since 2019.
0: Well, wow, that is an interesting story. The first time I've heard that, to be honest. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, you know, a, a lot of similarities with, you know, people that are, again, like yourself, coming mm-hmm. from the banking side, ton of experience right. uh, from banking, transitioning into the broker side, going back to banking. That's the first time I've heard that, though.
1: Yeah, and you know, and, and it's more people, right? Mm-hmm. And then you hear about, this is a people business mm-hmm. and you don't really follow the corporation. It's people that put trust in you. Mm-hmm. You put trust in them and you just follow them, right? Mm-hmm. So it just happened to be, at that time, one of my mentors, Rick Luddy, uh, you know, obviously Gary and Chris, uh, you know, when they were competitors, of course, I couldn't stand them <laughs> uh, because they were fierce competitors. Exactly. And, and you know what, and, and you know, I, I learned quickly uh, that, uh, that they had something special. Mm-hmm. They really did. Uh, And they came into this industry sort of guns a-blazing and made a huge difference and became, a well, number one in a short period of time. Exactly. Uh, It was quite fascinating. So I learned a lot from them. You know, Mm -hmm. Gary is one of my mentors. um, But uh, just an incredible entrepreneur, an incredible human being. And and again, you know, I don't see me going anywhere and and it has to do a lot with the people I'm surrounded with. Wow.
0: So if you could... Maybe tell us a little bit about your role as, as DLC president and how, of course, that, that differentiates from that of a traditional mortgage broker. right?
1: Yeah, I mean, traditional mortgage broker, I don't practice at all, mm-hmm. right? So there's no clients to see, there's no mortgages to originate, there's no mm-hmm. lenders to try to connect with. You know, My job is mostly to help our owners, our brokers and agents be successful, to make sure that we're implementing the products Technology, the services that are going to help them get to that next level. I work along with staff that do the same thing, and we're all passionate in the success of those mortgage brokers. Mm. That's it. I mean, it's not anything special. Sure, there's a board of directors, and I have to report to them. Of course, there's p and L that I have to, keep, you know, make sure that I keep you an eye on. But it is very much about the success of people like you, mm. and ensuring that we're supporting you and getting you to where you would need to go. That's, that's where, you know, I fit best. We have, a, we have a saying at DLC, you'll never work for us, we work for you. Hmm. Um, and that goes from Gary and Chris on down. Like there's nobody, you know, we, we sort of have a saying as well that, um, you know, your, your title doesn't matter. Right? We're all in this together, we're just trying to move the needle, trying to help our brokers and, and, and that's it.
0: And I think that's one of the things for me, you know, when, when looking to, to come over to DLC, it's one of the things that kind of resonated right away mm-hmm. and, you know, spending many, many years with, uh, the previous, the previous brand, it was, you know, it was tough. It was a tough transition or a tough thought to transition sure. and, you know, coming over, obviously, you know, Joe, Joe Pinero wasn't mm-hmm. very much a, a part of that conversation. I've you known Joe for years and trusted him. Right. You know, he said to me, Clyde, you know, the culture here at DLC is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes, in the sales pitch that, that everybody's going to receive you, you listen and you're not and you're kind of like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But when I actually had the opportunity to to meet you mm. for for the first time and, you know, having the opportunity to sit and, and have a conversation and then further that, mm. uh, you know, you, you were gracious enough to, you know, meet with me monthly right. and have, you know, conversations just to, you know, help me along, spur me along to, you know, keep me tracking. And, you know, that's not something that every business owner or every president of any uh, business would necessarily do. And that, that speaks to the DLC culture right. of course, but for me, more so, that speaks to, to you, to Eddie, mm-hmm. and your, your passion to see other brokers or owners grow to, yeah. to be successful. And so that culture that you're talking about, that's, that's something that, uh, I'm not sure if that's a, if you're saying that's top down, that, Definitely. that that's something that resonates.
1: Yeah, culture eats strategy for lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, building a culture of that nature, you, you can't help but everybody moving to this right direction, same direction, and rowing in the same direction. And, and very much, that's how we are. We all want to see our brokers, owners, and agents succeed, including our partners, mm-hmm. we are very close to our lenders. Uh, you know, we, we treat them like clients. Um, uh, they are so important to the success of our business. Um, you know, having constant conversations, you know, making sure we open ourselves up to them, uh, that they're there for us and they're, we're there for them is, is very much part of our business. Like, it goes on throughout. It doesn't matter if you're a supplier, client, even a customer. We want to be sure that that's how we represent ourselves as someone that's gonna help and take to the next level. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel that part of that, let me, let me rephrase, do you feel that the, the culture is part of the reason why DLC is so successful? Absolutely, I, I, I do. Um, yeah, I, you know, so we have competitors and
1: they're wonderful. Right? I mean, this industry has some incredible networks um, that do very well, uh, but DLC is number one. Mm. Right? There's no denying that. DLC does more volume than any other brokerage, and there's a reason for that. Right? It doesn't happen by accident. That happens with culture. That happens with you know, the right people put in the right place. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of why DLC, seems to always be on top and i think the number one reason is culture Hmm.
0: so let's talk about what makes a successful agent in eddie's eyes
1: yeah you know and we are blessed with some incredible agents uh just like yourself and we um you know we have always been looking and understanding what makes a broker successful. And there's always one ingredient that always comes up and that is work ethic. And, you know, it's not about, you know, the technology you have or, you know, the processes that you put in place. Uh, it's the grit. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone that has that grit, that's gonna go out and make those phone calls, have those meetings, and understand that this isn't a nine-to-five job, mm-hmm. usually you're on top, right? So you look at a top 40, they all have sort of the same spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like all that other stuff is important, of course. right? You gotta you gotta have the right people alongside you. You do have to have good processes. Yeah, you need tech- the technology. Important. Absolutely, but if you're asking me what makes you know, a top salesperson. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what industry it is. It's the one that has the most grit, the one that's going to go out of their way. They're not going to... Uncomfortable is where they want to be. Exactly. Right? And, you know, when you think about change, right? So if you want change, meaning you want to be better, it's the same thing as going to the gym or doing a sport. You Mm -hmm. have to be challenged. Exactly. And I find the top guys always want to be challenged. And they're accepting of change. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go from there, yeah. right? They're always looking for that next level.
0: Yeah, I always, for me, I, I tell a lot of my agents and brokers that we meet with, it's like, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah, right? of course. And that's, that's where you find that little bit extra, right? That little bit of extra that, you know, call it success or whatever you want to call it. But to your point, it's, it's the grit. It's the willingness to go above and beyond, Right. You know, we, you know we, have, we have a
1: technology within
0: DLC called Velocity. And just
1: imagine this. Five years ago, Velocity was maybe 5% of the mm-hmm. market. And now, you know, we're probably 30%. Well, and, and, you know, and, and it's one of those things where it's hard to change. Mm-hmm. But again, if you want to see progress, if you want to see results, mm-hmm. the best way to do it is change. Change, of course. And, uh, and we're so proud of that technology. It's uh, our top 40, 39 of our top 40 Agents are on 100% velocity. Uh, we keep on seeing changes happening within velocity. We're now, as DLC, almost at 80% of all of our volumes that go through velocity. The social proof is there, yeah. right? And the early adopters really springboarded. Yeah. The late adopters, they're they're still in the, in the back, right? <laughs> so uh, that's just an example of change. But there's there's a ton ton of others. And And the question was, you know, what are the you know, with the, the characteristics or attributes of, of top people, and it's ones that just go hard. Mm-hmm. Grit, you know, have the willingness to go above and beyond in a constant manner.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the ones that, that succeed. Definitely agree with you there. And I'm going to add organization. The, the, the skill set of being organized and, and just being able to, know what you need to do when you need to do it and, and track that day in and yeah, day absolutely. out. I you know, I'm sure a guy like yourself especially, your your calendar must be, you know, jam packed but organized like crazy.
1: I would say yes on jam packed. Organized, <laughs> man. I think, I think that's maybe one of my superpowers is that I just go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the last couple of weeks, man, holy smokes, I'm like all over the place. But, you know, it's ex- I just accept it and I go with it. But I don't know if I'm that organized. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't know if top sales guys are that organized. You know, the ones that I experience, they have in their mind that they're organized. But if you went to their office, paper's all over the place. They, you know, they're they're up, down, their phone call. Oh, my God, I forgot the meeting. Like, they're all over the place. Organized chaos. (laughs) That might be an organized chaos. But, you know, there's something to say about being organized, for Mm. sure. I I don't take that away from you. Like, for me, I I don't know. I mean, thank God for Natasha, who's my assistant. Mm -hmm. Thank God for my wife, who's... (laughs) you know, always making sure I'm organized. I, I am a little bit of
0: a scrambled brain. I'm yeah. all over the place. So it's the people that are, so you surround yourself with. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Just like you do Just with like Michelle. me. I yeah. got Michelle yeah. and I got my Natasha at home. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you know, they keep me, uh, they definitely yeah. keep me organized because, yeah. uh, you know, in all honesty, and those that work with me, they know. I'm like, yes, I know this needs to get done. And I know this was on the calendar for today, but guess what? It's called business and things change, right? Absolutely. You got to go with the flow, right? That yeah. You were talking earlier about... flow.
1: Yeah, flow is amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, I learned that sort of late. Actually, it was Todd Duncan who hmm. came on. We have uh, a Top 40 and he came on as a guest and he talked about flow and I didn't really understand hmm. what he meant or what but somebody said, go with the flow. Like, you hear that saying, like, go with the yeah. flow. But there is something to say about things coming at you, you absorbing them and understanding them and sometimes it's... An immediate reaction. Sometimes it's a um, you know what. Mm-hmm. Chris Cant always says. Sometimes time heals, right? Yes. So something comes at you, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like I got to react, but maybe you don't, mm-hmm. and you just kind of go with the flow, and then it sort of solves itself. So I've been learning a
0: lot of about flow, and it was since that Todd Duncan. Uh, Meaning that I started to understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I know it's that's one of the things, and I, I know, I'm I'm not even sure where I picked that that uh, that up, but that's one of the things that you know I use in my business very yeah. often because you know, being the the owner, or the leader of the, the the pack, so to speak, you know, things get thrown at you yeah. on a day to day, and you you know, you get this email, and you're looking at it, and your immediate re- reaction is, yes. I gotta I got I gotta respond, but you know, the skill set of you know taking that breath stepping sure. away and, you know, letting that time kind of pass is one that it really does work.
2: Absolutely, right?
0: And so, you know, I guess we're giving giving a little bit of tidbits for, for those that are, uh, yeah, that yeah. are paying attention. That's right. right. So, um, why don't we go on to the next one? Sure. What motivates you and what's, what's your, why, why do you do the things that you do? Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously there's the family,
1: mm-hmm. um, you know, you want to, Absolutely, do as much as you can to take care of them. So that's that's an easy one. But I think the overall answer to that is the satisfaction of what you do is important. So it's got to be satisfying. It's got to be satisfying at some point of time or in your brain, um, and that's kind of becomes the why, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not going to do something you don't want. You got to do some things you
2: that shouldn't you shouldn't do. do.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't do, and, and sometimes you have to do things mm-hmm. you don't want, and I get that, right? And so there's, but but you know, doing things that give you satisfaction, no matter what they are, becomes sort of your why,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and it becomes part of your life, right? It becomes like if you know if it's a if it's a charity that you're passionate about, a hobby you're passionate about, maybe it's you know it's it's something that's travel or You know, it might be something out there that you're passionate about, and it becomes part of you, it becomes your why, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm going to go about my day, my week, my month, my year, or my life, you know, trying to satisfy, you know, myself in this category.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, of course. That might be no, too deep. Yeah. I don't know. No, it does. It, 100% <laughs> it does. And, and, you know, we talked about it, uh, you know, a few times uh, on, on the podcast. You know, for some people, it's, you know, they might say they, should, they set the, 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 the short-term goal of I'm looking to, you know, buy the watch or buy the car or whatever, you know, go on a trip. I mean, you know, those are the short-term whys. But the long-term whys, I mean, everybody, you know, I think everybody that sits in the seat says family yeah yeah of course because you right? have to, you have to, you have to, you have to put yeah. it in there otherwise yeah, yeah don't come home tonight <laughs> right so you yeah. know but over and above that it, it's really you know taking that that minute to to really be true to yourself yeah. and and realize what really motivates you yeah and you know for some people that might be you know what i want to travel every single year i want to be able to afford yeah. it yeah. i want to be able to go away and make the memories yeah. with my family Yep. Yeah. right and that's okay that's a great why yeah that's, that's a great, great why one. there's no yeah. there's nothing wrong with well, no. that but i think for a lot of people it's it's number one figuring out what that is mm-hmm. and then remembering that when times get tough and you're like i don't know i'm just you know i'm not i don't feel like i'm ready today i don't want to go to work i don't want to put in the hours worse i don't want to make the calls and all of a sudden you know you're down 20% against your goal yep right and you know yes i mean this year especially it was it was extremely challenging for agents and brokers oh boy and, you know, so, you know, I myself included, everybody, yep, everybody, you know, and I think a lot of us that have gone through the grind of this year, you know, really need to take that moment and maybe reset. And, you know, I, I heard you say earlier on, uh, on ICW that uh, you, you want to put 2023 in the, in the rear view mirror. Rear mirror yep. Right. And when I heard you say it, I'm like, yes, yeah. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. Right. Yeah, tough year, And you know, thinking about 2024 and you know what's to come and trying to be ambitious and positive and all that jazz a lot of that also means remembering why you're doing this yeah. right and you know as you go into 2024 we're already having the conversations about goal setting and you Hope know so. uh, what what you, you know what do you want to do what are Absolutely. your numbers and all that stuff but you know i really want to you know, harp on the fact that I really hope that a lot of people are taking the opportunity to, to really just take that step back and remember why we're doing this, Yeah. right? Because yeah. That's, that's what it's all
1: about, right? Yeah, uh, you know, just to go back on, on a tough year and, you know, that's, that's just the name of the business, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, there's opportunities in every challenge. And, you know, those that took the opportunity to maybe sharpen their pencil, so to speak, and look at their business and pivot and try to find ways to set themselves up for success when things are going to get better. And they are. Mm, of course. I think those are the ones that are really going to springboard in 2024 because it is going to get better. Mm-hmm. Rates are going to come down. There's so much pent-up demand, immigration. You heard Sherry Cooper talk about the shortage in housing. There's still a humongous. Did you see that number? It was huge. Yeah. It was one full-time job for four point eight uh homes yeah. or something like that. Maybe I got that wrong. Eh. But it's something where the gap has gotten like three times bigger mm. from a a that's what it was. Yeah. A a full time person and the opportunity to buy. The gap is getting mm. is yeah. getting bigger. So you know there's it's gonna happen. So mm. you know having that opportunity to to sort of reset, work on your business, work not in your business.
0: On your business. On your business. Yeah. At that, that point though, mm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of agents maybe don't realize the difference. 100%,
1: yeah,
0: uh, for sure. You know, there's an agent,
1: uh, his name is Kirk Henry. He's in Curtis, Ontario. Uh, and Kirk uh, takes full responsibility for his team. He has a team of five or six, maybe seven now or eight. It's been a while. I did talk to him yesterday, though. And he prospects between nine o'clock and noon every day so he lead generation is what he does every day so if you call him between that time you're never gonna get a hold of him Mm. Uh, i talked to him yesterday and this was 2015 when i first sort of uh dove deep into his practice because he does 40 to 45 deals a month in curtis ontario and um and i said to him i said oh man this has been you know a challenging year like how did you do and he says well My lead generation increased by 2.3%. Wow. And I said, wow. He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, I had to add an hour to my lead generation call, but I did get to a certain point, but my conversion rate went down from 25% to 20%, right? And so the opportunities were less because it was harder to qualify people. But my revenue only went down 15%. He said only went down because he realized everybody else is 40%.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? So... He had to add that hour in his lead generation. He got more leads than he did the year before. Converted it less because it's just harder to convert harder. more. Exactly, But still only dropped his revenue by 15%. Which is and, great in this market. Which is, which is, which is satisfactory, yeah. right? I mean, it's not, you know, 40%, 15% is a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he recognizes that he probably knows there's a shift in the market before anybody else, because he's so clued in with his realtors and he knows that you know, things are more difficult. And as I said, he takes responsibility for his team and he'll add more lead generation to fill that pipeline. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the opportunity that I think a lot of people list. That's when you just said, people don't know the difference between working in your business or on, on your business. business. Exactly. Right. Um, so, you know, you can find excuses. Of course. Like I talk to brokers and agents all the time. I'm down 40%, 50%. And, you know, the market's been tough. But what did you do about it? Exactly. Right? Did, you, did you recognize it and, and adjust? Did you recognize it and make more prospects or, you know, dive into your database a little bit more? Or what did you do about it? Mm-hmm. And if you did nothing, then, of course, you're down 50%. Yeah. If you did the exact same thing as last year, you're down 50 percent. Exactly. There's no,
0: there's no question. Well, yeah, that refinance business that's that's off the window half yeah, of it, right? Lower, yeah, yeah. you don't get your lower rate. You, well, You can't use that anymore,
2: yeah.
0: right? Yeah. Hey, I mean, listen, it's not, it's not
1: for everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there's a this this industry was so good to us for mm-hmm. a long time, and we awesome. were blessed to be in it. And there's a lot of people that just rode those coattails, mm-hmm. and you uh, know they did okay, right? They did okay for a long time.
0: Those that 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 took the opportunity to to work on your business, as you would say, whether it's you know making the extra calls to to produce that lead generation, or you know going back and, and getting in touch with your your database, like you mentioned earlier, um, I, the point that I was looking to make, apologies, was you know I think that's where the success was, and you know even if it didn't necessarily lead to revenues right away. It's still helping you build on that or build your business for 2024 or 2025 when you know they might these these people, these clients might be coming up for renewal. So, you know, it's never a bad thing to, to get in touch, right? And it's one of the reasons why, you know, here, even here at Uptown, you know, it's getting ready for Christmas, we're doing, you know, a hundred and something giveaways to to our to our, our our database, to our clients. And it's it's just about staying in touch. It's about yeah. finding ways or reasons to stay in touch. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's, you know, it's, it's a testament to to those that are willing to go above and beyond and, and do those little things,
1: right? Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no excuses, you know, being, being in tune with your clients, your referral sources, understanding that change is happening, adjusting, pivoting. These are all part of being successful. Um, there's, there's no excuse for you to be down 50%. Mm that's up to you. Mm. Right? That's that's sure the market may be down, you know, a certain percentage, but it's up to you to follow that market. You can choose to participate in that downturn mm. or you can choose to go up a level and as you said, you know, maybe use a CRM that is going to talk to your your database to make an extra call to a prospect that day. Like these are all your choice. nobody's holding a gun to your head but if you want to get to that next level you have to make those tough choices Mm. and making the extra calls investing in some technology you know making sure that you're surrounded by the right people Mm -hmm. uh all of that counts and uh you know most most of the successful brokers keep on that same level Mm -hmm. because they know it they understand it you know they're, they're successful for a reason there's not many that go from number 1 to number 100. No. Mm. Like our top 40 mixes around, right? But, but usually generally- there, you know, I'd say 80% are still in the top 40.
0: Mm. Is it do you think that you know, the, the successful agent and brokers, they, you know, to your point, they, they don't fluctuate much. But it's part of that success because they're just heads down working. Oh, You know, definitely. they're not worried about what's going on in the economy or they're going you to know, listen to the news and all the, the banter that comes along with that. It means nothing to them. means nothing. No. Right? They're just heads down day to day. I got to go in. I got to make my 15 calls for today or whatever it might need to yeah. be. And that regiment is probably, no, not probably. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> what leads to their success? Yep. And you know that message is one that I really hope that that a lot of agents and brokers are, are listening to. Yeah, I
1: hope so too. And listen, on DLC, we have uh, we have great people to help you get to that next level. Mm-hmm. We really do. Yeah. Uh, we have great technology in, in velocity, our CRM that can get you that next level. Uh, we have the support, mm-hmm. and sometimes you need that push. Yeah, definitely. Right? There's there's no doubt that you have a certain box and for you to leave that box, you need to understand what's outside of it mm-hmm. and we can help you do that. Mm-hmm. And we do that. We have, you know, fantastic trainers in Mary, Greg and Heather right across the country that, uh, that can go into your business and find ways and opportunities and help you. Mm-hmm. And that's important too. Of course. And, and, and we, are, we are very proud of, of, of how we manage that, but you have to be open to it.
2: Yeah. You have right? to want it.
1: You have to want it. Like we, you know, we would love to force everybody, <laughs> you know, to be on Velocity mm-hmm. you know, get on that CRM, uh, you know, sell MPP, like you, we love to say you have to do it, but there is a reward. Exactly. Right. You still have to dig to get the treasure. Exactly. Right. There's going to be some sweat. Um, but if you're willing to do it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're open to it. We can get you there. Yeah. And that's
0: what's important. Yeah, Definitely. And you know, I I mentioned earlier, you know, even when I was coming over and you know getting set up and you know, I met with everyone that you just mentioned, and you know, everybody here is has really been, I'll be honest, instrumental to to how we were able to just get everything up and running and and launch the brokerage side that yeah, okay, it took a little bit longer for us to get our our you know feet moving, but hey, we're here now. Hey, right? It's it's <laughs> worth it, right? Yeah. I
1: mean sometimes it does take time, sometimes yeah. it does take understanding. But if you get there when you get there, not if, but when right. you get there, it just all comes together. Definitely, right? and uh, yeah, we're we're very proud at you know I, I look at you know some of the brokers I've come across, especially bankers, mm-hmm. right? And we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, you know the 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 migration right now of bankers to broker is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. It is incredible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but love seeing the success, and I love hearing the one sentence that I hear every single time from bankers is. I wish I've done it sooner.
0: Uh, that's the same. I knew it <laughs> was coming because I said it before. Of course, right? and like just, well, I said it exactly, when I was a banker right? and a
1: broker. <laughs> I mean, every banker, and you know our top guys like yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you talked about Paul and oh, his team yeah. and Daniel Finkelberg, mm-hmm. who's in our top ten. Miguel, uh, you look at uh, you know Vu and all these guys and, and ladies that are are top with us. We're bankers, mm-hmm. right? Even the owners <laughs> that own our biggest franchises. We're bankers. Exactly. So um, it's, it's just wonderful to see. And listen, some people belong in a bank, and I get that. But if you're looking for a change, uh, I would highly recommend
0: you make it now. Yeah. It's a great time I agree. to be a broker. I, I agree. I mean, now's the time, especially now. Oh, yeah. Is the time when clients are looking for solutions. Mm-hmm. And yes, we all know it's difficult to qualify right now. Even more so if you're trying to, you know, fit them into the one bucket, because mm. that's all you have. It's the one product, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. But you know, being part of the brokerage community, you have access to a ton of products and yeah. services. And that's that's the benefit, right? Yeah. So, you know, I I often look at some of the the, the banking mobile specialists, whatever you might want to call them, mortgage specialist part of me, and, and I, I scratch my head and I'm like, Well, I mean, I know what okay, fine, I did it for a while. But I didn't know any better. But now, you know, DLC's out there in a big way talking about it. You know, the competitors are out there in a big way yeah. talking about it. And if you're in the mortgage business, you know that they exist. So, Yeah. Wow. You know, change
1: is hard. Right? And, you know, you're, if you're a banker, you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. You probably, again, it's a people business. So you probably have people that you're surrounded by that keep you comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. You got but the big blue. Or, comfort kills ambition. Yes, but it's hard for them to change, mm-hmm. right? Usually a top, if you're a top banker, you make the move eventually. It's got to be timing. Mm-hmm. But if you're a top mortgage specialist at a bank, you're comfortable because you're making good money. You have the support, but you can make so much more. You can be more comfortable. You know, you're probably working 18-hour days. You can work half of that
0: and make double the money. But this, right. is, this is the thing, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I, I know uh, back in my day, I was, I, like you said, 18-hour days, some days I'm, it's 2 in the morning, I mean, I'm getting home, my wife's like, wait, are you, what's going on here? I'm like, yeah, another day, right? But now, like, we make our own schedule. Now, okay, I don't do 2 in the morning anymore, I still work pretty late, but it's for myself. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, you know.
1: And, and listen, you know, working, working till 2 o'clock in the morning is because you have a passion for it, mm-hmm. Right? You're satisfying a itch that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know being an entrepreneur is special mm-hmm. right when you're a broker, you know that you know you eat what you kill and you know it, it's there's there's probably a fire inside and you want to you know keep it burning and sometimes it takes you to two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. right Sometimes it takes you on, on a Sunday mm-hmm. you know you're on vacation guess what? yeah hey honey I'm just gonna and this guy yeah, look. He's look yeah. a quick, you, you know, know? And it's not that you're sitting there feeling like you're forced to do it I love doing it you love doing, you it, love doing right? it yeah exactly. you wanna, yeah, it's, it was, yeah it's uh it's it's a, just a wonderful industry
0: yeah I think it's something that you know you said it earlier you know you got to love what you do yep, and when you love what you do, you kind of get lost in the time right yep. you, you kind of you know all of a sudden you wake you wake up you, you see you look over and what what time is it? I know it happens here all the time, right? and we're like, geez, okay, it's eleven o'clock. Okay, no more. Yeah. Twenty minutes later, we're still going. Right? And you know, I guess it, it happens when when you're actually passionate about one, helping your client, yep. and two, just loving what you do because it's no longer. What do they say? If uh, you love what you do, you, you never work a day in your life. That's right. Right. Yeah. So something to be said about that. But you know, over and above that, I think there's something to be said in just owning your own book of business. Yep. Right. And that transition from banking to, more, to to the brokering side allows you to actually hold their own your own book of business. Yep. Right?
1: Yeah, and you're in the freedom, right? The freedom to do basically what you want. You know, within if you're on the broker side, there's not much that you can't do. If you want to have a podcast, mm-hmm. you <laughs> exactly. know, podcast. if you want to market a certain way, you can market a certain way. If you want to say the F word, <laughs> you can probably say it. Nobody's gonna really it. care. It's right? True, right. So, um, you know, being at the bank, you have to be more reserved. You have to sort of follow rules and policies. And, and we get that, right? There's, there's a corporation that you're representing and, and, and totally get that. Um, but the freedom to do what you want, the way you want, be an entrepreneur, make really good money, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, this is a great, great place to be.
0: Yeah. Do you find that the, the agents or brokers that are, I'm going to say, successful, are the ones that are like just being themselves or do you find they're, they're trying to stick to a box? Oh no, you have to be yourself.
1: You know, I think, I think it's a waste if you're trying to be someone else because you're going to get caught eventually. Mm -hmm. So be yourself. Cause you know what? People gravitate to who you are and you're, you may not resonate with this referral source or that client, but that's okay. Mm. Someone else will, but there'll be some, there'll be enough Mm. for you. So I, I highly recommend just, yourself if you're a funny guy be the, the funny guy if you're serious and you're all about you know making sure that you're straight now be the straight now there, there, there's no right way to do this business that's mm. what makes it so wonderful mm. it's it's incredible like i see within our ranks you know the different characteristics how people do business uh you know who they do business with the kind of business they do Uh, You know, if they have a niche or maybe they do everything, there's just, it doesn't end. It's Mm kind of, it's kind of fascinating.
0: How, as a leader, do you motivate others? People will run
1: as fast as their leader. Mm -hmm. And the motivation happens on who you are. I think that's first and foremost. Um, You know, if you are someone that's going to dictate You know, people don't respond to that necessarily, Mm. but in our business, I think people do wanna be coached hard, right? So so you still have to be on a level where you're saying, hey, I'm gonna push you because most people only work at 25% of what they're capable, right? So you have to find that extra juice. So it's really important as a leader to find that in people. Um and sometimes you know you get caught up at saying hey you know I'm seeing Clyde he's running pretty fast I mean there's no there's nothing I can do to make him run faster I just really don't and I'll probably just you know lay off and let you keep running but what you want is different than what I want
2: mm-hmm.
1: and what you want is to run faster yeah I want to get pushed yeah you want to get pushed right so you know so a good leader will recognize that a good leader will find ways to get people to be at that next level um you know and if you look at this industry and the biggest
0: teams the best leaders they're ones that push their people is part of that and i, I guess it's, it's more of a so we can talk about it, but part of that that motivation is that i'm gonna say part of that is part of that the education or the readings the books that 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 you
1: yeah I, you know i think i think it's important like there's no better way to improve than self-education mm-hmm. right so books are probably the minimal
2: mm-hmm.
1: right you should you know grab a book something you're interested in dive right into it you know you want you want to interview Nelson Mandela well chances are you're not going to be able to <laughs> but you can read his book
2: mm-hmm.
1: right same thing with the old jobs or you know any any absolutely incredible great mind mm-hmm. you can pick up and learn what they do Um, You know, one of the the books that changed my life was The Magic of Thinking Big. Because, you know, I always thought that, you know, I want to get to a certain level, but I didn't necessarily think I can get to any level. Mm. Right? So that book, actually, I've read it over 10 times, probably listened to it over 10 times, Mm. but that book taught me that there is no limits. Limitless. It's limitless, right? Put it out there. If you want it, put it out there and work towards it. Make the plan. You know, go step by step. And if you put in the work, it's going to happen for
2: you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, so... But you said a key thing there, Eddie. I'm yeah. not going to let you just jump. There. Okay. You make the plan, but it's the step by step that, that really matters. Oh, the, sure. the intricacies within the plan is, is what I really what i yeah. want to say that really matter right? Because a lot of people say, okay, you know, I want to do 300,000, a million, 10 million, whatever the number yep. is. And, you know, to do that, I got to do 100 ends or whatever the number might be. And okay, I'm going to make my 20 calls a day. Great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, outside of that, what, what have you done? Yeah. Right? You gotta, you gotta take the time and really, like we talked about organization planning the day, right? When are you going to make those calls? At what time of day are you gonna make those right. calls, right? And like you said, one of their, your top uh, top producers, he spends the time, he makes his calls. Yeah, and if
1: you don't make the calls, what do you do about it? Exactly, right?
0: Are you to make it up from uh, the day before? I hope so.
1: I hope so. Yeah, right. A I, lot of I mean, that's that's the name of the game, right? So when I when I brokered and I was prospecting Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, you know, sometimes it'd be a hard day, and you know, I would say, okay, you know, I got five more calls to make, but uh, I'll go home early. Mm. But I always made, made up those calls the next day. Yeah. Because it's the opportunity you don't know that you're missing. Exactly. Right? If that one call those five gets you that, you know, at that time a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage was exciting. <laughs> now that's not even <laughs> but, but zero. Yeah, exactly. So if you if that one call gets you that million dollar mortgage and you didn't make it, you didn't get the million dollar mortgage. So whatever the plan is, and if it is ten calls, fifty no matter what it is, make the calls. Mm-hmm. You are going to have bust weeks, which means you're not going to get a deal and you made a hundred calls. Yeah.
0: but or there's worse, be- you get deals that fall apart. Right. It happens. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you, you like, like,
2: dream
1: big, you know, whatever income that you want. And it's got to be, like, you can't say, I'm, well, I, I've never been a broker before and I want a million dollars. Hey, listen, you'll get there. And if that's your goal, put it on the board. Mm-hmm. But don't think you're gonna be there in a week. No, it's not that's your unfair. One. <laughs> right? You can be unfair and all you can do is deflate yourself. Exactly. But if you want to put that million dollars on the board, put it on the board. Mm-hmm. And let's plan on getting it there. Exactly. Right? So what do you have to do? What are the steps I have to do? How many calls do I have to make? How many prospects do I have to meet? You know, what do I have to do? How many meetings? You know, all of that has to be set. Once you set that up, just go, 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 go execute. Go. And you'll be there. Execute. Yeah. yeah, man, execute. And you'll get there. I promise you. Like, you see me do my prospecting, Mm -hmm. and I always, what do I say? I said, only 1% of you are actually going to do this. Exactly. And the 1% is going to change their lives. Mm -hmm. And imagine that. If I said, you want to make a million dollars, I promise you can get there. You got to do the work. Only 1% of the people will do it. How sad is that?
0: That's actually very sad. (laughs) Sad. But it's... Reality of it's the situation, right, yeah. and that's why there's that eighty twenty, right? Eighty yeah. percent of the people, or twenty percent of the people, make eighty percent of the income, yeah. right? But of that twenty percent, there's another eighty twenty. There is, right? That, there's always that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ones that make the phone calls, the ones that do the work, they yeah. come in when they're feeling sick, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. And those are the ones that, you know, I'm guessing those are the ones that are probably sitting top forty, right? <laughs> yeah, like you know, we we have we have multiple agents
1: that make multiple millions of dollars. Right. And uh, it doesn't have come by accident, doesn't come by fluke, doesn't come by luck. Right. It comes it comes through work. work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: it. So what would you say to an agent and bro- or broker that, you know, they've had a tough year, right? We talked yep. about earlier, 2023. So yeah, it's been a tough year. Okay, fine. And, you know, we, we said, how much have you done to really counteract that? Did, you know, if you're down 40%, are you making yeah. 40% more calls? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, making 40% more touch bases or whatever it might be? You know, are you actually putting capital back into your business? Are yeah. you investing in your business, right? All of these things are, are what actually help set you apart. But, you know, what would you say to an agent or broker that has had a tough year, and, you know, they're thinking, okay, well, what do I do in 2024? And, you know, you know, do I continue being a, an agent or broker? Or, you know, do I, do I look at, you know, selling my book of business? Or, or you know, they're, they're, everybody's kind of wondering, right? And having the president here, I think they would uh, absolutely be uh, upset with me if I didn't ask the question. Yeah,
1: and I think there's only two reasons why, you know, you'd be that discouraged. One is you're in the wrong environment. So people will go as fast as their leader. And so what that means is maybe you're the top dog and you're down 40%. There's no one there to compare yourself with or push yourself. Maybe you work at your home in your basement. And I don't know. And I can't stand that, but maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Like look around this office. I would love to sit in this office and listen to other people call like you. And I would say, Hey, you know, this is going to motivate me to the next level. So what is your environment? If you're in your basement, get the fuck
0: out of your basement. Get out of your basement, people. Right?
1: Yeah. Get in an office, surround yourself with really good people that are just so much better than you that you aspire to be. Yeah. So I think one is your environment.
0: Yeah, I I yeah. absolutely cannot stand the work from home. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love it, but it doesn't work for yeah. me. If you're a, a salesperson, yeah. you want to be around salespeople. Yeah. And you know. Being at home in your basement or your home office, wherever that is, in your pajamas or your shorts or whatever favorite rock star t-shirt that you might wear, I mean, I'm sorry, that's that's not setting you up for success, right? You got to be able to wake up, you know, do your routine, get yourself in your mindset, make the trip to the office, right? And then go about your day, right? And there's something to be said about that that just helps set you down that right path. And yeah, I know some people love working from home, Yeah, but.
1: And you know, it's a brand you're with, right? I mean, you know, DLC, as I said, and uh, of course I, I'm going to you know, <laughs> talk about DLC because it is it is the environment mm-hmm. that's gonna take you to that next level. I have no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so the environment is definitely number one. Uh, and And number two is you have to change to get results. You're probably down 40%, and we've said this already, because you're doing the same things. Mm -hmm. There's no way you're doing something different. If I'm going to the gym and I'm doing the same curls for my biceps over and over again, there is going to be no progress. No. It's not going to happen. You have to change it in order to see progress. It's like, it's the same thing with sports. It's the same thing with anything that you want to be successful for. So get out of the environment that you're in or find that change is going to get you to that next level. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, they say the definition of, of 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 crazy madness is doing the same, same thing, thing and expecting sanity, different results. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. 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 definition yeah. is no. that So,
1: go. yeah. So I, I would I would absolutely uh, tell you that you don't have to be down forty percent mm-hmm. or fifty percent or any percent. Or Any percent. You choose to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you're making that choice. You're making that choice. So, Eddie. I'm going to give you the opportunity. Any closing comments, anything that, that you, you might want to add on before we away? First of all, this is wonderful.
1: Great job. And, and, you know, I've been to this office, you know, probably a half dozen times, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, probably more. Um, <laughs> what you built here, Clyde, is very special. Thank you. And why people wouldn't want to be part of this is, is beyond me. Uh, you have a real estate company, an insurance company, and obviously a mortgage brokerage company. Uh, tons of opportunity here. Um, if anybody's listening, if you're a banker or maybe you're you're a broker and you want to be in that environment we talked about, which is you know that fast pace, hungry, get to the next level environment, and you need that change, I would highly recommend Uptown. Uh, you're a great leader, Clyde. I spent a lot of time with you yeah. uh, over the sort of year, mm-hmm. and um, and congratulations, man. That's uh, it's wonderful to see the success. And I know that you're going to take it to, uh, to exceptional heights. So Thank congratulations.
0: You. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, I appreciate it. Well, with that, Uptown Experts, we're out.